hi, I'm going to try this again. Last night I did 55 minutes, which is too long anyway, and uh, discovered that my microphone wasn't on. So <laughs> I guess no, there were some people that looked like they were on, but nobody told me. So I, um, anyway, I'm hoping that you can hear me today. I'm super excited about this material that I'm bringing you today in Donna's Intermittent Fasting Group. And uh, if you're watching it live, unfortunately, uh, the boards will be backwards, possibly. Um, yep, is that backwards? Um, but my tech girl will flip it, so it'll be flipped later on. The boards will be flipped later on. Or if you're watching it on YouTube or from on my blog, uh, the boards will be flipped. And if you are listening on um, iTunes, you won't be able to see the boards. So that'll just be uh, an audio version. So anyway, um, I'm excited to bring you some information about calorie cycling. Now, I want to preface this entire presentation with... If you are intermittent fasting and if you have your, your whole protocol figured out and it's working for you well and you're losing weight, then you don't need to add anything to that, right? And that is the beauty of intermittent fasting is that you can just fast and your body is doing what it does, all those miraculous things that I've talked about in previous episodes. Your body is doing all of those things for you. And it has, you have appetite correction, so you're not overeating during your eating window. You have fat adaption, so your body is burning fat during the fasting window. And all of those things are happening for you. And so in those instances, you don't, you don't necessarily need to add anything else. And there are many, many, many people who get all the way to their goal without doing anything but OMAD, one meal a day, where they have a snack, and then a couple hours later they have their dinner, and then they may or may not have dessert. And then they do it again the next day, and it just works out perfectly. And in those instances, we know that one of the ways we lose weight, there are four or five great ways that we lose weight and inches through intermittent fasting, but one of those is a small calorie deficit that is made all the time. So if you are one of those people and you are making your small calorie deficit, you're just skimming your calories off the top through fat adaption and appetite correction, then Hallelujah, right? You don't have to do anything else. There's nothing else that needs added to your fasting. However, if you are at a plateau or you're having trouble losing or you're at the end, um, for me personally, I'm trying to lose my last 20 pounds. And so when I first hit upon this information about calorie cycling, I was like, okay, this is really, really going to help me um, with those last 20 pounds. So if that is where you are at, then maybe this will help you. Also, I want to preface this with I'm going to explain what calorie cycling is, and I'm going to explain the official um, kind of the uh, typical process of it, and then I'm going to apply it to fasting because there are some differences that we experience as a result of intermittent fasting that will help us so that we don't have to necessarily strive as much. I call this the little math method or the low math method, or the low count method. I'm not exactly sure yet. I'm still working on a clever name for it. Um, because one of my goals in intermittent fasting is simplification. And so if that is one of yours as well, then you might not want to do everything that's involved in traditional calorie cycling. However, in order to understand how it works so that we can even apply it to intermittent fasting and so that we can apply the low math method, we have to understand how the typical approach is and what is really happening through the calorie cycling process. So um, how I discovered it, first of all. Okay, well, 
Uh, many of you know from this podcast and videocast that my husband is like a weight loss machine. I mean, he loses eight pounds every single solitary month. And so over the course of nine months, he's lost like 82 or 83 or 84 pounds. He hasn't weighed for several days, so it might be 84 now. And he continues to lose eight pounds every single month. And here am I teaching it and teaching him how to do it and, you know, doing the stuff. And I just trail behind him at two pounds a month, which I am happy for because I had been trying to do keto and low carb and all that and hadn't had a very good net loss. And also, especially because for me, size and inch loss is way more important than pounds. Um, and that is actually the way it should be for most women. Most women, um, you know, it's it's really the size. It's really the inches that we're after uh, because most of us focus on how we appear, on how we look. So anyway, I'm more about the fact that I'm wearing my smallest uh, size 10 jeans that I have never been, I've never been able to wear the size, small of a size, a pair of jeans in 25 years. So I'm more about that than I am the weight. But at the same time, I'm looking at him going, okay, you know, you eat, you have the same birthday parties that I do with the kids on the weekend. We have the same drive-in movie night. We have the same uh, taking our moms out for lunch. We do everything together. We're crazy people like that. And so, uh, but yet you consistently lose eight pounds a month. Now, we could say before that he lost eight pounds a month because he had 110 pounds to lose. But the man has lost 83 pounds now. So it's time for us to quit saying, it's time for me to quit saying, well, he just loses that because he has so much to lose, right? I have 20, 19 to 21 pounds to lose. He has 27 pounds to lose to his goal and where we think he's going to land. He's never been this small, so we're not exactly sure where he's going to land. But he's looking at being, you know, down to the last 30 pounds, and he still loses that amount of weight. So this is what, so I observed him. He was my study, my study of one. <laughs> and so I was studying him, and I realized for a while I thought he was carb cycling on accident. And actually next Months next week's podcast video cast is going to be about carb cycling. It's going to do them together, but it's too much material. So next week, if you want to learn about carb cycling, join me for a podcast video cast number twenty-seven. This one is just about calorie cycling. So at first, I thought he's doing carb cycling without meaning to, and so he's like losing a lot of weight through carbohydrate cycling because you know he would eat all these vegetables and all of these salads every day when we were home. And when we weren't having a social event or a celebration of some sort. And, but then I saw him eating like pretzels and apples and mandarin oranges and potatoes and popcorn. And, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of room for snacking and intermittent fasting, right? I mean, you know, it's pretty much one snack. But, you know, he would have oranges with his meal or he would have, you know, a baked potato with his meal or he would have, you know, string cheese and popcorn for a snack and when he opened his window um and so that was like okay no it's not that and then other times i thought it's because he fasts so long because during the week sometimes he'll fast 22 hours most days he'll fast 21 or 22 hours but then i was like no because he has shorter windows on shorter fasting windows on the weekend so i realized that he was just going low 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 calories Low, 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 medium, low, low, high, high. So I looked it up, kind of find out it's the thing. So um, then my study of one 
just really took me, you know, further and further and further into this because it was so interesting. Now, um, it's called calorie cycling or calorie shifting. It's called both things. And um, I think the funny thing about this is that all of us used to do a form of this without realizing. Um, I can remember actually doing the methodology that they're saying here that the method in a short version, I'm going to give you the long version in a minute, but the, in the short version is that you take your total calories for the week, which I've always believed in that. I've always done that. Even when I was doing, you know, Weight Watchers points or whatever, I would take it for the whole week because that always made more sense to me because you're not, you don't lose or gain in one isolated day. You know, you have your whole expenditure as well as your whole intake for the week. So I was, I used to do that. And I remember periods of time when I would try to do this very thing without knowing it was a thing. And I would take my calories for the week. So um, today I'm going to use an example of 2,000 calories a day because the math is so easy on that. Um, my calories per day for my new goal weight is going to be 1,800 at the activity level that I have. Get more on that in a minute. So I would take that 14,000 calories and I would optimistically say on Mondays, I am going to eat lower calories and save up my calories for special occasions. And so um, I was always optimistic on Monday. We were always optimistic on Monday, weren't we? We were all optimistic on Monday. Oh, it feels so good to be optimistic every day now <laughs> instead of just Mondays. What a great feeling. That's just amazing. I love fasting for that. Um, but I would optimistically start out on Monday with this 14,000 calories, and I would say I'm going to stay really low, so I save them. So I'd start subtracting throughout the day, you know, what I ate, and I could not sustain it. I could not stay low calorie, right, because I had cravings, and I had, you know, appetites, and I had high blood sugar and spiking blood sugar and everything. So um, it didn't work, obviously. So this is what it used to look like whenever a person like me or like you possibly did this pre-IF calorie cycling. So we were always optimistic um, here. Now, actually, what I always used to, this is really a better way to look at it because when we were trying to, you know, control our calories, so to speak, before this one, we're trying to control our calories pre-intermittent fasting. You know, it was always like this. Friday, super high, right? Because it's a weekend and we would go off. And Saturday, super high. Parties, get-togethers. It's the weekend. Monday's coming, but I don't have to worry about that right now. Sunday, super high. Monday, we always attempted to get back at it. But seriously, now that we know what we know about intermittent fasting, our glycogen stores were so full here from the weekend, from three high days in a row, that come Monday, we had insulin spiking all over the place, and our appetite hormones were out of control, so our Monday really wasn't very successful at being low. And then we would say, okay, I'm back on it, I'm back on it. Tuesday, we would get low. Wednesday, a little bit low, not real low. Come Thursday... It's close to Friday. Oh, I, I haven't, you know, forget it. And we're somewhere in the middle. And then we're back up here. Now, the problem with our pre-intermittent fasting calorie cycling days, even though we didn't know that's what we were doing, our problem with it was and is that we made no calorie deficit. We made no, we created no deficit. 
So um, it's interesting to think about how we used to look at food and calories and eating and appetite and cravings and things like that because those of us who have been fasting for a while, we have completely different viewpoints of all of that now. So the official definition of calorie cycling or calorie shifting is, uh, is that of taking your entire calorie allotment for the week and I have a link there in, uh, in, whether you're on YouTube eventually or you're on the Facebook page right now, I have a link to a good place to do this, to get your total daily energy expenditure figured out for you. Um, they, uh, that's a different program called If It Fits Your Macros. And basically they teach a macronutrient approach where you have so many carbs, so many proteins, so many fats, and you, you, you spend them each day um, however you want, uh, but it's very similar to calorie counting, except it's way more tedious and you're weighing everything and so on. So um, that that is an interesting concept because it, you know, they're saying that it doesn't matter what you eat as long as it fits in these macros. But again, we have, even with that approach and with traditional calorie cycling, we have all the same problems without fasting that we used to have. We have imbalanced hormones. We have blood sugar out of whack. We have insulin sky high all the time. We have no resting digestion. We have no um, uh, hunger hormone balancing. We have no growth hormone helping us build muscle, which is going to burn more fat. We have no benefits in any of these other programs by themselves. So the, the link that I gave you, if it fits your macros, the reason I think that is a great TDEE is because it takes into consideration everything about you. So um, I'm going to get into that when I get into how to determine. So even if you want to do the low math method, you still need to know where you're starting from. And I also think that really just as uh, people who are really in tune to our bodies, in tune to our appetites, in tune to our hunger, that it is good for us to uh, know more about food. What helps us? What doesn't help us? What makes us healthier? What causes us to overeat? Um, I have a blog post I'm working on right now. Uh, I can't remember what the title of it is, but it is about what can you not eat? Uh, it's something about what is stronger than appetite correction for you. What is stronger than appetite correction for you? Right. For me, it's ice cream straight out of the carton and cold cereal uh, that I that appetite correction. It means well, I may as well not even have appetite correction anymore when I have those foods. So anyway, learning about our bodies and food and our um, appetites and our cravings. That's all really, really important, even for us as intermittent fasters. So people think that calorie cycling makes calorie counting more bearable. Because uh, you'll see when we go over the charts that you have low days, medium days, and high days. Now, in that regard, it actually is similar to intermittent fasting in that you are sometimes filling your glycogen stores and sometimes you're not. You're keeping them lower. So in that way, it, it is actually better for blood sugar balancing than like just calorie counting. Um, but uh, they're saying that you can eat anything you want as long as it fits into your calories. And they spread out the calories over a whole week, like I've just described. And they give they they label some days low calorie, some days medium, some days high. And they cycle their calories based on special occasions and workouts. And so, you know, they are like 
doing um, you know like their leg workouts they the the great the larger muscles uh, muscle groups the larger muscle groups they're doing those on a day that they're eating more in our case actually I'm going to teach this at the end we need to do those on a day that we ate more the day before right because we're going to work out fasted usually all right so uh, many people say that it works better than a cheat day which I hate that word, as you probably know. Um, I prefer just to, we're just planning. We're not cheating, we're planning. Uh, and with intermittent fasting, we don't have to cheat. We can just plan what we're going to do. This is a lifestyle. We're not going to cheat on it. Um, but they say that it works better than a cheat day because you have little times of eating whatever you want on your high days, as opposed to low, 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 you know, like this and then just cheat all weekend, you know, kind of thing. So, um, and they also say that it is more like our hunter-gatherers, which is kind of what we're trying to get at with intermittent fasting, that, you know, they did not have food all the time. And so they did not just eat all the time. And that's what they're saying with the calorie cycling, that it's more similar to that, where sometimes food would be scarce, and sometimes they would have you know, an abundance of food. Um, I think that's kind of a little bit of a breakdown there just because uh, if we're doing calorie cycling and we're eating anything we want, then it's not very, not very similar to hunter calories because they ate whatever they wanted, but they ate whatever they had, right? So that was a little bit different. So uh, why do uh, I think that this is better than calorie counting? If you want some kind of approach, some kind of boundary that you're going to add to your intermittent fasting, all right. Again, don't do anything if you are losing steadily and you uh, have control of your eating window and your hunger and all of those things. Um, but if you want to add something to it, I'm looking out for my people, my students, as well as people in my group. I'm looking out for them saying, what can I help them do? What can I help myself do in the last 20 pounds? But what can I help them do that is not so intrusive in our lives again back to all of that counting so i want you to stick with me to the end because there is a good explanation for that so why i think that this might be better than calorie counting or why other people believe that it's better than calorie counting is that when we count calories and we are going on a low calorie diet we are going down to the bare minimum so uh, I mentioned before I lost 100 pounds 25 years ago and kept it off for two weeks. I was very proud of those two weeks. And um, at that time, because traditional calorie counting has you going down by 500 a day or 750 a day or 1,000 calories a day um, from your what you need in order to lose weight. And then you go down a little bit more, and then you go down a little bit more, and then you go down a little bit more. Um, and like with me, by the time I was down to my 100 pound loss, um, I was only able to eat 800 calories. And that's what all the studies are showing. Seriously, it, it just, it, that's the way it is everywhere. That, you know, one study found that most people regain at least 60% of their weight within 12 months on a low calorie diet. And it's simply because we can't keep doing that. Right. We can't do that forever because we are, um, you know, not able to stick with it. Right. And uh, after five years, this is a really sad um, statistic. After five years, most will regain all of it 
but 30% of them were way more. I know for myself personally, I lost, like I went down to from um, 220 to 120 when I lost 100 pounds before. And then when I gained it back, I gained back 40 more. So the highest, you know, my highest actually was 260 at one point, uh, several, many years ago. So, um, you know, to say that, that low calorie dieting it we know what intermittent fasting does for our metabolism right it increases it by 14 percent increases it by 12 percent there is research out there showing us what intermittent fasting does for our metabolism however the research on calorie counting is actually quite different the research on calorie counting is that it harms the metabolism not that it helps the metabolism and so that is that's just really really hard because with low calorie diets, we just have to go lower and lower and lower. Um, whereas with this calorie cycling, what they are really doing is they are taking your current weight and then you're putting in your goal weight and they are, and, and this is what I've always said, whatever we're doing at the time we get down to our goal weight is pretty much what we have to do forever. Now there will be some variables like if we add strength training, if we add muscle, right? Because muscle burns more, um, more calories for us. It boosts our metabolism. If we do some other metabolism boosting things, I have a, po a um, video cast, don't know what number it is, but quicker fat loss. Um, and if we do some of those things, you know, that can make a difference. If we eat more protein, you know, it's said that it takes 30% more, it burns 30% protein, you burn 30% more calories just digesting protein than you do digesting other foods. So increasing protein. So there are other things that we can do that might make us be able to eat a little bit more when we're at our goal weight. Definitely getting really good at fasting, getting our bodies in the fast state all the time, in the fat burning, you know, keeping that consistency with the fast makes us better fat burners. And all of those things can come into play. But generally speaking, what we do when we get to goal, we have to accept the fact that that's what we have to do forever if we want to maintain that. And that's one reason why I'm so excited about intermittent fasting, and I've talked about this before. There's nothing I've ever thought that I could do. When I lost 100 pounds before, I knew when I got to that goal, even if I hadn't gotten pregnant two weeks later, I knew that I was not going to stay there. I, I knew there was no way in the world that I was going to walk two hours every day pulling four children in a wagon every single afternoon from four to six and eat 800 calories. I wasn't going to do that for life. And that's what thrills me about intermittent fasting because we can do it for life. So back to the calorie cycling, they take your current weight, they take your goal weight, and they take into consideration your movement and your activity level and your level of exercise. And the questionnaire is really great at that site that I put there because it is considering all of those things when it tells you what your new TDEE is. That is your total daily energy expenditure. So um, it is taking you to the calorie level that you need at your new weight. Now, for many intermittent fasters, this all happens naturally, right? And, and there are many, many people, including the author of Delay Don't Deny, Jen Stevens, who all they did was cut out processed foods and they went down to their goal weight and then they got better and better and better at fasting and they could add back in desserts and treats and things like that 
and they didn't have to do a ton of other things um, because their bodies are just so um, in tune with ghrelin and leptin and insulin and all of those things. So some people don't have to do anything. But the bottom line is we, our metabolism, when people say your metabolism slows down when you lose weight, yeah, your metabolism slows down when you lose weight because you don't need as many calories to function, right? And so what this uh, calorie cycling does, it takes into consideration your what you're going to need at your new weight. And then it says, you know what? Eat that. And that has, I, I used to try that all the time because that made so much sense to me. After I lost those 100 pounds and gained back 140, I knew that I had to do something that was going to be for the rest of my life. So I knew that I had to eat what I wanted, what I needed to maintain whatever weight I wanted. I just could never do it before intermittent fasting. So uh, low calorie diets also lower your metabolism. Yes, we're going to lower our metabolism because it takes fewer calories to move our new, new weight around, to function, to breathe, to digest food, to live. It takes fewer calories, but we're also doing damage to our metabolism. And there are a lot of studies that show this, that show that you, you might be able to eat 250, 400 calories fewer than what you could at that weight if you had gotten there from a different approach besides such a big calorie deficit. So that's one reason. One reason is that uh, it, the traditional calorie counting usually takes you too low. Um, another reason is that uh, traditional calorie counting is too difficult to stick with, right? So if you're if you're gonna if they're gonna take you all the way down to a thousand calories, nine hundred, eleven hundred calories, even add it, even if you tried to calorie cycle that, you would still be at seven thousand calories a week. And that's all you can have. And when you consider that a pizza birthday party might take up 3,000 calories, that leaves you with 4,000 calories for the other six days. So you can see how very, very low-calorie diets, not only do they harm your metabolism, but they also cause you to not be able to stick with it. Um, there's, of course, the metabolic effects that I just talked about, but there are also the psychological factors. Of, you know, not having favorite foods, of facing a day with so few calories, and so, you know, even in a short eating window, thinking about only having 800 calories left for that little eating window, that can be depressing. And so it has this whole, the whole psychological factor going on. Uh, calorie cycling, uh, um, well, calorie counting, that low calorie, it does not utilize any of the benefits of fasting, of course, and so the opposite occurs. Uh, calorie cycling, on the other hand, when it's looking at this is your new calorie allotment, get used to it. This is what we're going to live at. Like I said, many intermittent fasters fall there naturally, and they just naturally go right down to their goal weight. But calorie cycling, uh, one of the, the big factors in it is that, you know, how everybody waits all week long for their cheat day on Friday or Saturday or whatever it might be, and they're perfect, 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 except for that one day a week, and they call it their cheat day. With calorie cycling, because you have some ups and some downs and some mediums, you can actually have more treats um, because you are able to put it into your higher days. So there are multiple ways to cycle calories that you might have heard of. Um, one is three weeks of low calorie and one week of high. And so they're saying with this, if you eat you know, 1,200 calories for three weeks, 
and then you have one week where you don't count anything, they're saying that that is going to reset you and all of that. But you still have those three weeks of very low, which I think is kind of, um, you know, it doesn't really work well. It doesn't work well with, the, with your metabolism, but it also doesn't work well with intermittent fasting because it's really difficult to make it through a fast when you have so many days in a row of so little calories. Um, then uh, they have like 11 days on and three days off. And uh, then they also have, like I just described, five days and then two days of refeed on the weekends. Um, the one that I am most interested in in teaching as far as helping people see how, how can I apply this to intermittent fasting is the week-long cycle. Um, so I'm going to, um, well, let me just show you here why I think this might work with intermittent fasting well. And I've been, I've been uh, working on this for the last couple of weeks, and uh, I've definitely lost a couple more pounds, which I had been at a plateau for a long time. And um, I've also been, you know, observing my husband in his natural habitat. So anyway, um, so uh, one reason why this is good, why I think this can help with intermittent fasting is because your hunger hormones are already stabilized, right? So we already have these, these hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin, they're already stabilized. So you think about all the other attempts that you made at trying to control what you eat. And this is why many people naturally go right down into their goal weight over a period of time with intermittent fasting because the hunger hormones are stabilized. So the ghrelin is low, the leptin is high, telling you that you're satisfied. And so it's just remarkable that we can have all this happen for us during intermittent fasting. Another reason why I think calorie cycling might really work well is because when you have the lower calorie days, and they're not going to be like, tremendously low. Um, but when you have the lower calorie days to get ready for your festivities, your social events and all of that, um, you have a smaller eating window. So a smaller eating window makes uh, lower calorie eating easier, right? And because we only have a three, four, five, maybe in some cases a six hour eating window with OMAD, it is, it is naturally conducive to um, watching our calories if that's what, watching our calories part of the time if that's what we want to do. Some of the videos that I watched about this actually not from intermittent fasters, they recommended that, that people who are just doing calorie cycling in general, that their low day be a fasting day. They said, you know, don't eat for 16 hours. So you have a smaller eating window to put your calories in. And they weren't even advocates for intermittent fasting. They were just saying that the low calorie days work well with intermittent fasting days. And I'm like, yeah, well, we have that opportunity all the time. Um, and also with intermittent fasting, we can correlate our higher calorie days or our higher intake days with harder exercise, um, which I'm gonna show the board in just a second, and with social events, which is a huge benefit. Now, some people, you know, we have this great benefit of being able to eat whatever we want, but some people are finding that their social occasions, if they have two days or three days a week of social occasions, that they are like taking them over their, uh, what they need for the whole week for their uh, energy intake, for their caloric intake. And so they're not losing. So I think uh, when I apply this standard fasting, you'll see how that can be changed. And, uh, and it will give a more balanced look to your weekly caloric intake, right? We'll, you'll be able to, to, to mentally think, 
okay, I have two social, you know, events that I want to have pizza one day and cake another, and I know those are extremely calorie dense, and they're probably going to be more than I need for my new weight that I'm going to weigh, how cool is that? All we're doing is talking about what we're going to do when we weigh our right weight, um, that, that, so I want to offset that. And I'm not going to starve myself to offset that. I'm not going to go down to 900 calories or 1,100 calories. I'm not going to count every morsel of food that goes into my body, but I'm going to look at it as a holistic approach to the week. So this is what I see um, with before I explain how to do it, how to how um, you want to figure it roughly, and then I'm going to teach you the low count way. Um, is that we? These are the days of the week. Uh, potential IF calorie cycling, and um, then in parentheses, these are workout, WKT, workout, 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 workout. All right, so on Monday, um, usually that's a good day to consider a lower day, and the reason that we can consider that a lower day is because we have, um, uh, we've just come off from a weekend where we possibly had a lot of social engagements, so it's not hard at all to fast and to fast either fast longer or to just eat uh, fewer calories in our eating window because we just came off of a social day on Sunday. All right. And so, and this of course is just based on having your two social days be Saturday and Sunday. I taught all along your high days of intermittent fasting, your special days, you know, where you are going to be, you know, fasting shorter, fasting longer, whatever that might be, those need to fall based on your social calendar, not based on the days of the week calendar, right? But this is just assuming because so many social events happen on the weekends, right? So Monday is a low with a hard workout plus workout. So Mondays, I really like to work out hard because I have more glycogen stored from the weekend. I have more circulating glucose. Uh, that I have that stored glycogen in my muscles to use for my workout. So, you know, this is just an idea of correlating it with social occasions and correlating it with workouts if you want to do either of those two things or both. Then on Tuesday is a medium day. So this is pretty much how, you're, how you eat with intermittent fasting. This is how we eat during our, with our balance that we have in our bodies, right? So this is what we usually eat. And it's a medium day, and I don't have a workout here. Now, personally, what I am finding is that I don't want to have a very hard workout following a low day um, just because I get really, really hungry and weaker. Um, if you, regardless, be sure you're using your pink Himalayan salt, mineral water, magnesium, and potassium uh, if you're working out with intermittent fasting. Okay, so then on Wednesday, I'm going to have my workout, and it's going to be um, low, all right? Uh, and I'm going to have it just a regular workout, and it's going to be another low day. On Thursday, it's going to be a medium day, and I'm going to try to work out um, on that day. And on Friday is a medium day. Again, these medium days are just what we do with intermittent fasting. That's just kind of our snack, our entree, our dessert, you know, not necessarily having a party, not having, you know, bread, potato, and dessert kind of thing. Um, so, uh you know, and letting appetite correction do its magic for us. And then on Saturday, I have a really good workout because I was medium here and I'm high here. And on Sunday, sometimes I rest on Sunday. Sometimes I have a workout. So uh, this puts you in a calorie deficit. 
So even if we do nothing for the counting, even if we do nothing for the total calorie, total uh, of counting your calories and figuring all that out up, we can look at this as fasters and say, okay, that can work for me. I see what that means. And now I see what I'm doing wrong. So maybe we are having these social occasions, but then here we're not offsetting them at all, right? And so here we're eating uh, more calories and, you know, back to the whole calories in, calories out thing, there is a calorie component to our lives, whether we want to, you know, whether, whether we think it's a big part or a little part, it's there. We have a huge effect on calories. That's why I have this game in my course called Calories In, Calories Out, where we see these are our basic calories. We can either come over here and lose weight in inches, or we can come over here and gain weight or inches based on other factors that are huge. But calories really do matter overall. And that is why we lose one of the ways we lose weight, just one of the ways, right? We have a small calorie deficit. So we can look at this and even without understanding anything about how to count it and break it down, we can see what's happening that we're having too many highs or too many highs and mediums and we're not offsetting it. Um, and you'll hear intermittent faster say, I just had, you know, a big salad and an apple and I was satisfied. So I stopped. So they're naturally just making their low days without any other factors, without any help with that. All right, so let's look at the math so that you can get an idea of what this looks like for a traditional uh, calorie cycler, okay? Now this math is based on a 2,000 calorie TDE. Okay, TDE is your total daily energy expenditure. So if you don't use the link from If It Fits Your Macros, if you don't use that link to get your TDEE, be sure you are going someplace that does TDEE, Total Daily Energy Expenditure. This is what they perceive based on your body weight, based on your goal of where you want to land in terms of your weight, where and your exercise level, and all of those things, they're basing your calories. Now, Nothing is an exact science, right? But I feel like that this is, uh, that that link I gave is a really good one. But if you want to go get it someplace else, just be sure that they're, you're, they're doing your TDEE and they're doing all of the math for you with your current weight, your goal weight, and your exercise, right? And don't add or subtract to that based on, well, I want to lose faster. Well, I want to... Um, well, I, I'm going to exercise more so I can eat more. Just let that be your guide, right? Because that's a pretty good reference point for you. And one of the things that I did was that I underestimated my exercise. I said I only exercised three times because I thought, well, what, what about, you know, there are going to be times now that school started especially that I might not get to exercise as many times. And I did not have enough calories when I set out and I was actually doing it. Now, I'm just doing it for myself and also to be able to teach it. But I'm going with this right here. This is going to be my thing. I'm not going to do all of this eventually. I'm just trying to get a handle on it to see where I fall. I'm just going to look at my week, and I'm just going to know that on my low days, I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables, more lean meats, kind of, you know, like the old diet days. But you know what? It's okay because I love fruits and vegetables now. I love my salads every day. I love my apples every day. So it's no big deal at all for me to follow that now with intermittent fasting. So get your TDEEs. This one is based on a 2,000 calorie person. 
Mine is 1800 with the goal weight that I have and my exercise level. All right, so then you take your 2000 calories, um, again, this is for easy math, your 2000 calories times seven days, and that gives you 14,000 calories for the week. Now, they say, suggest something like this. This is similar to what I had on our potential board. And I have the pictures uh, that I'll also put in the group too and at the blog post. So two high days, two low days, and three medium days. All right, so when you do the math on this, you're taking 3,000 calories times two days for your two high days is 6,000 calories. You subtract that 6,000 calories. Again, this sounds very, very old way, like we don't want to do it anymore, but let's understand it before we try to apply it to fasting. So 14,000 calories minus 6,000 for those two high days leaves us with 8,000 for the other five days. The, the regular days are going to be just what my new weight takes. My new weight will take, mine will take 1,800, but this one, this person's new weight will take 2,000. So 2,000 times three, that's three medium meals, leaves you with 6,000, three medium days. And then 8,000 take away 6,000 is 2,000, and that leaves you with two days of 1,000. Again, I, I wouldn't do it this way myself because I think this low is too low. I don't like that. I don't like going that low. Um, and if I naturally do it, that's okay. But I would not, I would probably make my highs more like 26 or 27 or even 2,800 calories and give a little bit more here. But I wanted to make the math easy. All right, so this allows you to adjust with your occasions and so forth. What does this mean for us as intermittent fasters? So as intermittent fasters, this means that if we want to bring in another boundary, uh, if we are getting close to our goal and we want to bring in another boundary, we can do any of the things that I said in the previous episode about faster fat loss. You know, we can increase our water. We can increase our sleep. We can take 5-HTP. We can uh, um, take our um, omegas. We can... Um, uh, cut back on processed foods. We cannot have desserts for a while. We can only have dessert once a week or something. We can do, you know, any number of things. We can fast longer. We can have a shorter eating window. We can uh, always start our eating window with a low-carb, low-calorie food, like a salad. So there are a number of things that we can do to bring in boundaries for ourselves, bring in boundaries. And so it's up to us what we want those boundaries to be and what we can live with. To me, I don't want to go back to diet days. I don't want to go back to this much counting. Okay, that, this is just to show you kind of where it falls and how it can apply to your life. And so you have to know how much you're supposed to eat at your new weight. We all need to know that because that's where we want to land and that's where we want to stay. And so unless we are, you know, really, really, you know, in tune with that, you know, we can have a hard time getting to that final goal, right? So this is just a way to look at it to say, you know what? She's right. I do need another boundary, and this is a boundary that can work for you. And it is a boundary where you can just look at your whole week. Most of us are experienced enough with dieting, unfortunately. We're experienced enough with calorie control and carb control and all those kind of things to know that over here, if we're having pizza and birthday cake on this night, and then like us this weekend, we're having an open house for my daughter's new office for a disability ministry. We're having fried chicken, and uh, my daughter will bring cookies. Okay, so I know right here, I've got some calorie-dense foods. 
And I am done taking my own food to, to situations and to social events. I'm going to eat what everybody else eats. And that's one reason why I fast. So I know I'm going to have those two high days. So I'm going to come along here and I'm going to say, you know what? I want to offset those. I want to keep going down in my weight. I want to continue making a calorie deficit, not huge, not so much that I can't function, but just a small calorie deficit. I don't want to do anything to harm my metabolism. And so I'm going to have a couple of low days. And I already, I have a mental list of what I eat on those low days. Generally speaking, if you eat fruits and vegetables, you are going to be low calorie. They have no fat in them. So you're going to be low calorie. Now, am I saying don't eat fats? Nope, I'm not saying don't eat fats. I love my butter uh, on my low carb bread. I love my um, olive oil in my green beans. I'm not saying not to eat fats. Healthy fats are good for us. We need protein, fats, and carbs. I'm saying that if we want to balance this all out, these are some ways that we can look at it. A shorter eating window, you know, will also give us less eating time. So that will help. And you may not need to do anything besides just find out how much you're going to have to eat at your new weight. That might be all you need to do. Just get a handle on that. Um, when I didn't have any exercising in, it was like 1,600 calories. When I put my exercise in, it went up to 1,800 calories, um, 45 minutes a day of um, moderate exercise. So, you know, we can do a lot of things to affect our calories. It's not strict, life is not strictly calories when it comes to weight loss. We've seen this with intermittent fasting. We've seen the effect that balancing our hormones has. We've seen the effect that fasting has on our weight loss. So it's not strictly calories, but it's not not calories either. So we can take our whole week and look at it, break it down, and be sure that we are making that small calorie deficit, that we are eating what our new bodies will need so that we can get down to our goal weight. So I know this was a long uh, video cast podcast, um, but I want to really just give you some ideas of, you know what, this is something that might work for you. This is something that might help you. If you're plateauing and, uh, or you are getting close to goal and you're not losing, then this calorie deficit is not small enough, is not, is not enough of a, uh, you're not skimming enough calories off the top. And I know I had to come to grips with this myself when I was plateauing, you know, that I'm not making a big enough calorie deficit. I don't want a huge calorie deficit, but I have to have a calorie deficit of sorts. So how do you get that with your fasting? And if you're not getting it naturally, then you might want to bring in boundaries, bring in boundaries. Bringing in boundaries has been our entire lives in parenting and homeschooling. And now we're applying it to this too. And that's because boundaries work. Boundaries help us. Boundaries make us successful. So I hope that this has been a help to you. And I do want to tell you that uh, this is um, September 7th and it's only three days until my next session, my intermittent fasting course. So if you enjoy learning everything about intermittent fasting <laughs> and all of the science and the hormones and all of the balancing and how to stick with a fast all of those things, I teach those in my course, and I have a coupon code here for you for subscribers as well as for my Facebook group people. So you can hop on with that code and get $20 off, and I would love to see you in the course teaching you every day for one month about intermittent fasting. Thanks.